listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stabbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM... Get the drums out, get the electric guitar, get the microphone, get yeah. the bass. We putting together a rock band, baby. Play that song one time because we just beat one of the top seeds in the East, the Boston Celtics. Post game, the Boston Celtics. A little post game pod action. Really, this the day after we had just recorded mm-hmm. 24 hours out. Did not expect to pull out the mics and record another episode, but here we are today recording another episode from a post game. That's when was the last time we did a post game? It's been a minute. It's been it's been quite a minute. Um, for a second, I thought you were gonna play that music like legit, where we were gonna summarize the game like we usually do. Um, we were not prepared for that. No, we were not. This was not. I, I was lo- I was low key like hoping I wanted to hear it so I could hear your summarization. No, of the no, game. I got I got nothing. I just uh. Just uh, full disclosure right now, I'm not feeling very good. My allergies are acting up, so I took a little antihistamine. So I don't know how much of me is actually here to record this, but here we are. My <laughs> man's are, playing. He's, how, he's, play, he's playing the game. Playing the how game are you doing ready. right now, good sir? Man, everything's good. I'm happy, man. The Rockets won. Like, I don't know what else to say. The Rockets won. And as a fan... I don't count the wins against San Antonio. Dude. I don't count those two. No, I mean, I mean in terms of quality wins... This win is probably one of the best wins, not just this year, but in the last three years. Since the rebuild has started, this is definitely up there and one of the top wins. If I were to write an article tomorrow, this would be probably the best moment win of uh, the season. Absolutely. For sure. Well, can we open up the episode properly? Don't let the kid get hot. The biggest mistake the NBA and all the haters of Jabari Smith did was add fuel to my man's fire. Don't let the kid get hot, and he continues to go on a tear. 9 of 10 from the field, 24 points. The only... Guys, when I mentioned in the last episode that he was the 6th to enter a certain category of teenagers... He is officially the only, only teenager in NBA history to garner three straight games of 20-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. He's done it again tonight. What more is there to say? Jabari Smith is him. My son is him. Give him the mother-effing ball. He is shooting with confidence. Put anybody in front of him. He is just knocking him down dude this, every shot that he put up 
was not a bad shot because they were all in rhythm. Mm-hmm. It was insane. That's to all see. you can ask for. I was just I was in shock. I was in shock and in awe. GM, your thoughts on one Jabari Smith? I know we had literally just talked about this twenty four hours ago, but like he continues to perform. This is the sixth straight game. Straight game. This absolutely, isn't a matter of absolutely, like absolutely. he's performing one out of every five. Yeah, man. Six straight games. Yeah, this this has been what you would say is a metaphorical tear. 24 and 11 tonight in 35 minutes. The guy shot 9 of 11 from the field. Some could argue that he didn't take enough shots. And oh, you because could, the 11th shot was the one that they didn't count because it was initially a foul call, but then it got pulled back from being a foul, so technically it was a miss. I ah, guess you say that. A, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's totally fine, though. The man shot 80-plus percent from the field regardless. Um, you know, Jalen shot 8 of 29. So you might, you might If you have to put blame in terms of shots, you might have to put it on that. But at the end of the day, the Rockets won. And your two best players in terms of who you want to build moving forward, uh, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr., had outstanding games. And to see this type of confidence with Jabari Smith Jr., the way he played, and even then, starting at the five in place of Alperin Shengun, who is out with a groin strain. It's time to start a dialogue. I maybe time to start a dialogue. Not Wemby's not, not, uh, 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 not a rocket. Not starting Wemby's that dialogue. Wemby's not a rocket. I'm just saying. Not acknowledging that. Wemby's not a rocket. Maybe we need to start talking about it. Absolutely. And you know, like like the thing about a game like this, like going five out and deciding we're just gonna go all in. Uh, put Tar Eason at the four, Jabari Smith at the five, and let's roll with it. A gutsy, gutsy move by Steven Silas, but it's a move that worked. And the way that they defended these Boston Celtics throughout that whole game, wow. And shout out again to the Legion of Stops. Make sure to buy the shirt on ApolloHOU.store.com. And make sure to take a look at that because the boys, Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason, came through. The final on the final possession yeah, against Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, sorry. J- uh, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. My apologies. But that, whoa, wow. Yeah. That, those are, that, that is the reason why there was a lot of hype going into the season with these two players. And, I mean, I'm not trying to overblow, you know, the possession. Uh, Jason Tatum did get a little bit past Jabari Smith Jr., but Tari Eason was right there to help, and it worked. And they were able to make Jason Tatum adjust the shot. And what an adjustment that had to be made that made the layup miss at the buzzer. And, t- man. Like, this Celtics team, like, hands down, they're not they're not even just a pushover team. They are the second seed in the East. They are title contenders. They are looking to take shape and to take the reins and win the East and ultimately fulfill the promise that had been made last year when they finally made it to the finals and they were unable to beat the Warriors. This is the same exact Celtics team going against this current iteration of the Houston Rockets. I'm talking about these boys that decided to come in, play for each other. You could tell they played for each other. Kevin Porter Jr. had 12 assists. Absolutely incredible. These guys, you could tell that they were kind of all rallying around each other. And they were actually looking for Jabari Smith. And 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 I want to turn it back into that because that was initially the topic that we were discussing. I know that like everyone's gonna say, Oh yeah, you know, Kenny's loud now because Jabari's doing well, but where's where's the same, you know, energy when Bro, he's you, not doing you, well? You brought the well, noise yeah. since the very beginning. And that's what, just what I'm saying here, because when Jabari gets it going, when Jabari gets it going, what I explained 
you know, last episode, which I'm going to explain now, 9 of 11 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3, uh, 12, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block. He came out as the 5 tonight. He performed well, communicated on defense with his team, anchored the defense, putting his body on the line for his teammates. And not only that, the man was on fire, but the best part about this was the fact that he was he knew going into this what this was going to be. He knew that against a team like the Boston Celtics, this would be the hell of a game to kind of end this this little, you know, some fans would be like, oh, this is a cute little streak Jabari's on. You know, this would be the type of game where it it would get shut down because it's against a Boston Celtics with a Jason Tatum, with a Jalen Brown, with a Marcus Smart, premier, premier outside defenders. What does Jabari Smith do? He plays within his game. He plays within his rhythm. He continues to score the ball. He continues to stay relentless. And finally, the tide turned and they won this game. The trend was going in the direction of them winning a game. Jabari was going to continue to play the way that he plays. They were going to tack off a win at some point. And boy howdy, out of all the games that he's been playing well against, this is the team that you wanted him to show up and show out for. And he did. And remember another game that he sh- we showed up and showed up for and we won was a game against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. We beat the Bucks at home. The, t- the best wins of the season tend to garner and tend to happen when Jabari plays well. Go figure. Because that seems to be the case here. Because Jabari, for this team and for this season, he truly is the X factor. We knew what KPJ would be. We knew what Jalen Green would be. Kenyon Martin Jr., we knew what kind of what Kenyon Martin Jr. would do. We knew what Alpi's game was, even though he didn't play tonight. The X factor is and always will be this season, Jabari Smith Jr. I'm so proud of the way that he played. Played like a man. But... I do want to discuss something that what I found a little off-putting was the fact that my boy did not get a single touch in like the last like <laughs> yeah you were, six you were minutes very very adamant and vocal about that I just didn't like the he, fact he that they could start they didn't look his way anymore I definitely agree with that I agree he, with at that. the time he was nine of ten and then the only shot that he got up in that entire fourth quarter was a freaking fadeaway that was initially called a foul so like that's the thing like and this is the reality of why the Rockets stink. As a team. Yeah. Because, oh, I'm going to say it, if you flip it and put Harden, Harden's going to continue to feed the hot hand. Harden probably would have let Jabbar go off for 30. You think so? I think so. Harden would have... I respect that. Harden would have continued to look for Jabari. The, the main guy. Yeah. He would have continued I mean, to look for Jabari. He's like, he's scoring. Let's fucking feed him. James does certainly look for the hot hand. I um, want him to continue. You know. Yeah, I just want them to at least be able to look his way because there were mm-hmm. a lot of empty possessions where I thought that they could have looked at Jabari and they could have maybe pivoted a couple of plays to Jabari. Um, there were a few possessions where he did get open in the corner and they just didn't look his way. Jalen Green had tunnel vision. KPJ had tunnel vision. There was a lot of one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, that, it I think that's, that's it just wasn't conducive normal and it, yeah. guard play. And it led to empty closing, possessions. Closing a game yeah. when you're young. I was frustrated at the time. I'm not really frustrated anymore because the reality is, like I said, we suck. We're a horrible team. Yeah. GM, I do want to shift focus over... Um, in, like within this game as well. Kevin Porter Jr., who we did, was another topic of discussion uh, last episode. We're going to talk about it again tonight. For all intents and purposes, I mean, he had 12 assists. He actually played a good game. What was he, your only over- had one ass- he only had one turnover. He only had one turnover. What was your overall opinion on Kevin Porter Jr.'s play tonight, especially coming back from the fact that he, Man. you know, coming back from the fact that there was a moment in the last game which mm-hmm. caused fans to be in disarray? Well, I mean, I said to the haters, 
It was a little overblown. To the KPJ lovers, calm the fuck down. It's fine. You don't have to defend your boy to the nines. You don't have to defend him to, to the top of the mountain. It's okay. It's just a normal game during the regular season, and people act up. It happens. Um, but tonight was a testament to Kevin Porter Jr. showing his importance to this team, um, especially playing against a team like the Boston Celtics, man. This was a great game. <clears throat> and we'll say this. like I'm honestly curious to see a little bit more of Jabari Smith Jr. at the five uh, with a Kevin Porter Jr. like this. The way that this team played with the athleticism, the quickness, the defense, um, and to compete with the Boston Celtics and even shut them down in the fourth quarter, like that was something else. Like they got really lucky in terms of calls, like the calls on Marcus Smart, you know, um, for to help the Boston Celtics come back. I mean, the fouls that were called, you can chalk it up to being a youthful team partnered with smart, savvy players like a Marcus Smart and able to draw these foul calls. So it goes it goes both ways. But the fact that we got to see this type of closing with these Rockets, like I tweeted, the Rockets closed this game like a desperate man at a club before 2 a.m. They made it happen. They made it happen for Jeez, a closing please. time, wow. and they closed. So... Um, you know, shout out to the Rockets again. And Kevin Porter Jr., man, like he he was composed, making smart decisions and playing to the best of his ability. Um, I love it. The, this is the type of player that all Rockets fans want to see. Uh these are the this is the kind of game where people believe where Kevin Porter Jr. shows that he is a point guard. Um I enjoyed it and I'm very happy with the finish of this game and how Kevin Porter Jr. came back, man. Like, love it. Poor guy. Like, the guy got hurt in the fourth quarter, but he did come back into the game. But, you know, like, man. Well, he continues to get hurt. That's my... That, that's your that's gripe. The, that's that's your my gripe. only yeah. gripe with yeah. Kevin Porter yeah. Jr. Is, is that he continues to get hurt time and time again, and he continues to try to play through it. And it's great. Like, look, you're an Iron Man. We get it. You're strong-willed. You want to keep playing. You're a hooper. It's great. It's fantastic. But you're just continually getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It just reminds me so much of Lance McCullers and the way that, like, Lance is on the Astros. It's like, I love Lance, mm-hmm. but he's always hurt. And this is kind of the same thing with Kevin Porter Jr. It's like every game he's going to tweak some part of his lower body. And it's just, I've gotten to the point now with the Kevin Porter Jr. where it's like, I tend to ex- I tend to expect like okay he's gonna get some's gonna get hurt mm-hmm. because that's just the way that he's I guess he's been playing in the way that I guess his body is shaped up I mean when where you're he's third year as a full time point guard and you're continually getting hurt almost every game you should probably start shifting in the way that your body is maybe do some yoga yeah. there may have to be some dietary change in his body to where he can stay healthy because he just tends to get hurt all the time so and it sucks I don't want that to continue to be the case with him but. Look, I don't want to take any anything away. Enough of the negativity. He killed it. It was a great game. Led the Troopers as much as he could. And the Houston Rockets ultimately take uh, this game. Just such a big win. There's so much to uh, discuss here and to unpack. I want to continue unpacking GM. The bench did, you know, the bench did work. They did exactly what they needed to do. Jay Sean Tate. I want to talk about Jay Sean Tate in just a minute because that's a bit of the <laughs> that's a bit of the negative because he <laughs> didn't play very well down the stretch of the game. It's got some fans kind of you know barking and maybe calling for Jay Sean Tate's name. 
I feel a little differently than the, what the fans think, but I do want to talk about the positiveness of the bench at the very least. Uh, Usman Garuba, 2 of 2 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, hit two huge threes in the beginning of the fourth quarter just to keep the lead uh, wide, as the as wide as it could. I was really proud of that. And, you know, the bench, they, they came in with the energy. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I was so proud of them. You know, Tari Eason, he came in as a starter tonight. He only had six points, but you felt his presence on the court. Dude, we need to talk about KJ Martin. Oh, my God. 20 points, 8 of 13 from the floor. Easily the most consistent player on the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Like, he just continues to be that guy continues to be that steady rock who will always put up high-efficient shots and is always going to give you at least 10 to 12 points a game, and he had 20 tonight, and he was a plus two from the field. What were your overall thoughts on KJ Martin? I know he wasn't as loud this game because he didn't make as many crazy plays, but, I mean, just efficient. KJ just played smart. He always plays smart. He plays within himself, and he doesn't try to do too much. He understands his role in terms of what he brings to the table, especially as a cutter with guys that have vision like a Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate, and so forth. Um, even Jalen Green to an extent, like Jay Sean, uh, sorry, KJ Martin knows what he's doing. And there's nothing more that you can say about his game and his fit on this team. And dare I say it, core piece. If there's anything that KJ Martin has shown um, this season that any doubts of a possible trade have probably been thrown out the window, boring like a very, very big uh, deal that Rafael Stone might like. Yeah. But KJ Martin, in my eyes, is a core piece. Yeah, no, in, no, no. With and these I, guys, and absolutely. you know, he like he, really he, well. he's a winning player. Yeah, and we he played really well tonight with, too. With the improvement of defense right. and his shooting, in addition to the way he cuts and his monstrous jams and the way he gets into the lane, so powerful and aggressive. Uh, that that's just. The style of play, man, I love it, and um, you know, again, happy, just Very, yeah. playing out happy. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to give flowers to someone else as well tonight, because he never gets it, and he's gotten more than enough flack um, this season, especially from us. Yo, Coach Steven Silas coached a master class tonight. Like he actually coached his freaking ass off. I gotta give props where props is due. Coach Silas absolutely killed it in terms of coaching, in terms of rotations, in terms of how he was going to attack, in terms of how he was going to set the defense, in terms of how he was going to utilize Jabari. It was a masterclass. They played him at the five, but they continue to go five out. The defense that he instituted was to anchor Jabari Smith at the five, but to but to be able to switch and still play out so Jabari can still use his length, not just in the inside, but on the outside as well. They knew that the Boston Celtics were going to continue to play switch defense the entire game, which is, for the most part, what they did throughout 90% of the game itself. They just played switch defense. And the Houston Rockets had an answer for, answer for it every step of the way. They continued to hit big shots. And Coach Silas, I, I just I just want to give him his, his flowers at least tonight because he coached his... he Like I said, I've said this already like at least, what, four or five times just now, but he coached his ass off. The rotations were perfect. The defense was the defense was as good as it could be. The offense was as good as it could be. They literally kept up with a team that could be hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy in June. Like I just want to despite everything despite everything that Steven Silas has done or will continue to do 
or what he may be when the season's over or where he may go tonight, at least for tonight, give Steven Silas his flowers. GM, what was your take on Steven Silas and how he played, not played, how he coached his players to a victory? No opinion. Zero faith in Steven Silas. Uh, That's the first time you'll see me throw that out. But kudos to him. He coached a good game. It's two and a half years too late. Um, He made decisions that were out of his hand, like Alperin Shengun out and making a decision to play Jabari more at the five. Um, Hey, man, you made it happen tonight. You made the right choice. You pushed the right buttons. Um, But this is definitely a lineup that should have been playing earlier in the season, Uh, just to be completely transparent. Um, But he coached a good game, like, to be, comp- you know, to be honest, like, he did, definitely, absolutely. He deserves his credit for that. Um, but like I said, he was late. So, you know, um, it's still a good choice, good decisions. The team played very well. They played very motivated tonight. And kudos again to Steven Silas and the whole coaching staff. John Lucas III, Lionel Hollins, uh, Mahmoud Abdel-Fattah. And so forth. You know, this is probably the gem of their season and of Silas's tenure. Congratulations, man. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm just happy that they were able to get at least get this win. They end up improving to a 16 game uh, record, 16 and 52 overall. They're inching closer, inching ever so closer to 20. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get to 20? GM, let's see. There's a 70, so I'm we're hopeful. 68. I'm hopeful. 14 games remaining. With 14 games remaining, they need five wins to beat. They need five wins to beat their to beat last year's record. They need to go five and nine in these last mm-hmm. 14 games. Mm-hmm. Which you brought up an interesting stat line a bit earlier before we even went on air because the team is what the team is actually at 500. In yeah, the in the last six games. games. The Spurs games, and then they lost to what? The Bulls, the... Who did we play? The Bulls, the... I know I had it up there. I had it up there. I was looking at it earlier. Uh, but You're on your own, buddy, because I'm still I'm still trying to look up no, the No, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Just, you know, just give me a second. I mean, we lost our last three games post-Spurs Ws, and then, you know, so we played uh, Brooklyn... Indiana and Chicago. Gosh, should have remembered uh, Indiana. But um, absolutely, you know. But three and three in the last six games is pretty huge, man. Three and four in the month of March. That's pretty damn good thus far, uh, considering the success of the team. And we still have the Lakers to, uh, on Wednesday, the Pelicans on Friday, and then got a back-to-back Sunday, Monday with New Orleans and Golden State next week. Um but you know, yeah, yeah, there's, no, a, there's a there's a lot happening, man. Yeah, there is a lot of possibilities lot here. There definitely is. Um, before we go home here, because I just wanted to, you know, this was just basically a post game, just to basically just talk about the game itself. Um, I want to give flowers to one more player, uh, despite everything, despite uh, his stat line, despite the way that it may have looked on a piece of paper through the statistics that are shown. Uh, if you didn't watch the game, mm-hmm. I want to give flowers to Jalen Green. He shot an 8 of 29. He was still a plus 2 from the floor. He still had 28 points. 2 of 8 from 3. 10 of 11 uh, from the free throw line. 7 rebounds. 3 assists. 2 steals. The man continues to push. 
like 29 shots against the vaunted Boston defense, the legendary Boston defense that has been giving teams fits for the last few years. Jalen Green, who wasn't efficient by any means, continued to attack the Boston Celtics. There was one possession in particular that did frustrate me where he did have three straight rebounds and he put up four shots in a row and he just missed it all. But he had like three offensive boards. He was able to get the shots back up. He ultimately missed them. But I can appreciate the fact that he is actually pushing and he is trying to score. He's not wilting under the pressure. He is welcoming the pressure against this Celtics team, and he wants to score. He's go- He wants to take Jalen Brown head on. He wants to take Marcus Smart head on. He wants to take Jason Tatum head-, head on. He wants to take Malcolm Brogdon head on. I love this. I love the fact that I see 29 shots on the stat line. We were praying for days like this last year. Yeah, and I- I'm what okay with overall- inefficiency. What- yeah, what were your overall thoughts of Jalen Green on the way that he played tonight? He played aggressive, and it's okay. 8 of 29, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. That's an Allen Iverson-esque box score over there, man. I mean, the guy shot the ball, and he wasn't shy about it. And that's kind of what you want. This is where he learns who he is. And, you know, you allow him to just shoot the lights out. Why not? What is there to lose with Jalen Green shooting like that? And, you know, despite the inefficiency, like, the confidence. Confidence goes miles and miles, you know. And that's the kind of thing that we need to see out of Jalen. And I'm okay with inefficiency, considering his um, uptick in efficiency since his return. Um, Everyone's entitled to bad games, but he still found ways to score. That's that's the impressionable part. That's the impressive part as well. Getting the free throw line for Jalen Green is something that is imperative for his game to succeed moving forward. And to see the uptick in his free throw attempts as the season has gone on is absolutely huge. And that's something that, as fans, we should pay attention to. Because maybe in a couple years, Jalen Green might be top five in free throw attempts per game. And that is the type of play that we need out of him. Once he builds up his strength, that stamina, and he's willing to absorb more of that pain and the referees start to respect his game and call more of those fouls, it might be game over for the league. And I agree. That, Absolutely. That, and that's that's why I'm like, you know, I'm extremely happy at him gunslinging tonight. I feel like that was extremely necessary. We needed it. And, hey, man, again, kudos to the team and kudos to Jalen Green. I need more gunslinging from from Jalen Green. I want this to continue. I want him to continue to play with this chip on his shoulder. I don't think there's anything better than a Jalen Green who's mad, who's pissed, who's upset, and wants to continue to push it because he knows he's a bucket mm-hmm. and those shots are going to fall. I love the fact that he took 29 shots. I love the fact that Jabari and Jalen, in a few games in a row now, have started to score together have started to play together like if you guys notice there's a couple of possessions where Jalen Green was able to meet Jabari Smith on a couple of bounce passes on a pick and roll like there were a few possessions where Jabari was able to find Jalen from the corner to the elbow you know slip passes getting into the lane he was able to see him Jalen Green and Jabari Smith are looking for each other that is your top that's your second 
pick in 2021, and that's your third pick in 2022. They are starting to see the vision after so many games, and they're finally putting it together, and you're seeing them. These two, they know this is the core. They know that nothing is guaranteed. We don't know if Harden's coming here next year. We don't know if Wemby's coming here next year. We don't know if Scoot's coming here next year. All that they can control is their own destiny of what, what's right in front of them. Jalen Green and Jabari Smith are playing for each other. They're supporting each other. If you guys read between the lines and see that their body language towards each other, you can tell. There's been some type of bonding between the two of them. I don't know what's been happening with them, especially lately. There's but been they have, it's been a beautiful thing, man. They've been getting along swimmingly, and it's mm-hmm. gotten better each and every game. And tonight is another example. Jalen is looking for Jabari. Jabari is looking for Jalen. This is fans i'm telling y'all right now nothing is guaranteed as of right now these are your cornerstones this is your core and they're finally performing and now you're finally getting some semblance of a reap what you sow because finally the rockets are actually winning and they won against a vaunted boston team that is set to win the championship this year there's nothing that you can ask more from these two guys they are performing they're performing for each other. They're performing for their team. Their teammates love them. I can't ask for anything more out of a Jalen and Jabari mm-hmm. Smith Jr. They get all the flowers. I've given all my flowers that I could for tonight. GM, let's go ahead and end this uh, little post-game episode right now. So much fun, you know, getting to always do this. I don't know how much of myself was actually doing this, but I do appreciate you always being able to hop on with the mic to be able to discuss some Houston Rockets and you know these wins are so few and freaking far between I'm just so happy that we can actually do a little post game action oh yeah we're gonna do post game actions after every L dear god no I I would never we'd be sports talk 790 I would never free plug absolutely Jam go ahead and give them the sign off one time let the people know what they want to hear oh man Uh, make sure to follow me on twitter at jp underscore mirabueno make sure to follow the podcast on twitter and tiktok at summit S-O-M-P-O-D. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P-O-D. Follow the peeps, the fam, our people at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H-O-U. And again, make sure to go on to Apollo H-O-U dot store and purchase the shirt. The Legion of Stops. Make sure to grab it, boys and ladies and gentlemen all right because your duo of tari eason and jabari smith jr are going in and if you guys don't cop it you guys will be missing out to be completely transparent with you guys you got to hop on and um, represent for the squad and bill simmons looks to be very sad and upset by the way <laughs> my man is broken the celtics lost to the rock my man so is broken he's uh he's not very happy but you know anytime bill simmons isn't happy that's uh, apparently for a win for all rockets fans uh, sorry, I had to I had to deviate from our usual sign off. You can follow me as well on Twitter at Summit Kamish. Uh, shout outs once again to all the Apollo Podcast Networks brethren that continues to kill the game. The One Take Podcast for all things pop culture, movies, TV shows. Shouts to the Apollo Texans, Off the Gridiron for all of your best and great texans content and once again and always shout outs to the crown jewel of houston astros podcast and shows 
BTD, Beyond the Diamond. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to give them your first listen for all your Astros. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen for all Houston Rockets content. And let's get ready to go home here as our producer gives us the go home cue. We're going to end this episode by saying, go Summit, go Apollo, and sweet baby Jesus. How sweet it is. The Rockets get the win against the Boston Celtics. Go Rockets. The Summit. Four, 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 five.